expenses and then kind of everything else um this everything else is going to depend on person so i don't have kids so you gotta add all your child like expenses Mm -hmm. in there groceries um you know gas for your car hair nails um it could it could really be to the full extent of everything you spend money on lunch money mm-hmm. um living expenses which welcome to cocktails and combo i am sharina aka xoxo sharina on instagram and twitter today is wednesday so that means i'll be pairing up with the co-hosts we'll be sitting back sipping wine and discussing the topic of the week if you haven't already, click that subscribe button and sit back and enjoy today's episode. Hey, I want to take a quick moment to ask, are you enjoying this podcast? If you are, please do me a favor and leave a review so that others will know how much you enjoy this podcast. Now on with the show. Hey, y'all. Hey, today I am here with my girl, Danae, who has sat with me before on a previous episode of Cocktails and Convo. Today we are virtually sitting together and we will collectively discuss today's topic right after this break. Hey friend, let's talk about goals. Weight loss goals, glow up goals, hair goals, and for those that want to make a little extra money, let's talk about side hustle goals. As a health and lifestyle ambassador, I paired up with It Works to offer you slimming gummies, which attacks your pinchable fat. That means stomach fat and back fat Betty. Sis, gone. All from taking gummies. No caffeine, no stimulants added. Now who knew that glowing up started from the inside? Just celery and super greens can definitely help you with that. We also offer skin products for those that like face masks or beauty products. If you're interested, we have that as well. Now for my queens that are looking to lose some weight this year, we offer the Slimming Gummies. And then we also offer Skinny Brew Coffee, which is definitely one of my faves. However, if you're not a real coffee drinker and you don't want something that strong, no problem. We have Keto Coffee that will work best for you. Now let's not talk about that Thermal Fight X. With these products, you can definitely lose up to 30 pounds in 90 days. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? 30 pounds in 90 days. Talk about hitting goals this year. If you're interested in getting a jump start on your body goals, head over to xoxosharina.com and click It Works in the menu and become a loyal customer today. Now, please read the loyal customer description thoroughly before submitting that order. Now, for those that have side hustle goals, let's accomplish that in the next break. Now, on with the show. So, as you know, this podcast is appropriately named Cocktails and Convos, so we can't start the conversation without discussing our cocktails. As y'all know from the previous episode, I am limited to wine this month, so I am over here sipping on uh, Stella Rose, Stella Peach, um, Stella Rose. uh, We call it juice in this house. I'm sorry (laughs) for those that love. It does have a very low alcohol content. Yeah, yeah, it's juice over here. So really, I'm just I'm just sipping juice. Um, What are you over there sipping on? So I am sipping on Leilanu Cellars mm-hmm. Winter White. It is a premium semi-sweet white table wine. And um, I added a splash of orange juice. So it's kind Ooh. of mimosa. <laughs> you fancy tonight. A little bit. So it's <laughs> it's supposed to be sweet, but... Um, 
on a scale of one to five, it's like a three and a half. So I just wanted a little mm. extra flavor. Gotcha. That sounds good. So now that y'all know what we're sipping on, let's jump right on into this topic. Um, this is a really good topic. I'm not going to hold y'all back. Um, today's topic, we will be discussing the B word. To me, I feel like it's a cuss word, but it's budgeting. We will be discussing budgeting today. You ready for this conversation, Danae? So ready. I sh- love to budget. Should I say, <laughs> are you ready to get me together? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get you all the way together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So it is the beginning of the year, and I know people have a lot of um, finance goals. I have finance goals as well. But, you know, some people may be like me, and you want to get your mind right, and you want to get your money right this year. You can't get your money right without getting your mind right. But in order for you to do better, you have to know first. So we will be having this conversation And I'm just going to be all the way honest and transparent. Budgeting is not the funnest conversation to me. Um, It comes off a little difficult. Um, It's not really comfortable because it also brings another word, which is discipline. And Mm -hmm. uh, you got to put discipline in place with, with your coins. But that's the only way that your money will grow so that you can do the things you want to do later on in the year once we are prayerfully open and safe. So you let, got it. You're like halfway there. You you saying all the good stuff. I mean, discipline, get your money right, get your mind right. That's that's half the battle, right? Because right. you have to change your mindsets first. You're right. Everything starts with your mind. But then also you have to know, I got to know what to do. I know some things to do, but I'm going to go ahead and um, start the conversation by asking, what is the easiest way for those that that are beginners to start budgeting? Hey, sis, you. Yes, you. The one that said she would get out of her comfort zone in 2021 or the one that said she was going to launch her own business. Or are you the one that said in 2020 you would no longer live paycheck to paycheck? Or maybe you're the one that's been watching us from the sidelines wondering if you should give this brand ambassador lifestyle a go. Well, you'll never know unless you shoot your shot. And guess what? It's only $39 to enroll today. $39. If you're ready to join or if you want more information, text me directly at 248-677-1515. Once again, text me directly the word join the 248-677-1595. Talk to you later. Yeah, that's a, a great question. The best way to start is at the beginning, right? So um, for those who are thinking, I have no idea where to begin. It's basically you want to write your plan down. So after you change your mindset, you determine that this year is going to be your year, right, to get your money together. Um, the first step in plan in uh, budget planning is creating a budget. So mm-hmm. what does that mean? It means writing out your list of spending habits. So um, creating a list for your monthly expenses is important to see 
how much it costs to be you. <laughs> so you write your expenses first because um, normally people only have one stream of income. So we want to get your, your expenses out there. And um, once you create your list, you want to categorize your list of expenses, right? So um, what's a bill? And um, a bill is something that is the same amount every month, right? So um, Amazon, your cable or internet, those are bills, they tend not to fluctuate. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a fixed cost each month. The price is not gonna change, it's gonna stay the same, unless you cancel it. Um, and then there are utilities. Utilities tend to fluctuate. It is a bill and it's an expense, but utilities tend to fluctuate. So those are things like electricity, gas, um, water, depending on if you're renting or in a house. Um, so those things are based on your usage. So the fluctuation is going to be important because later we can talk about how you could cut your expenses. That's probably the easiest way to start with monitoring your usage. But right now we're just on creating the list, writing out everything that you, you plan on spending. So my budget includes, um, oh, for all my believers out there, Christians, I include tithing uh -huh. in my list of expenses. So um, that is super important because um, you're giving God his 10% first, writing uh -huh. out on the first thing. So, um, and that is actually going to set your budget up for success because if you're a believer, you believe what the Bible says about tithing. You know, if you tithe, God will um, pour you out a blessing that you won't have enough room to receive it, right? So mm -hmm. do you tithe, Sharita? I do. I awesome. So... So, okay, I had a, um, here's my story, story time, tithing story time. So <laughs> I got into tithing because I was in a church in, in Memphis. I was living in Memphis, Tennessee at the time, and I was in a church, and he said, um, which I think they do this at other churches, but they say, just give God 90 days. Just tithe yes. consistently. Give God 90 days. Yeah. If he doesn't do anything for you, we'll give you your money back. So I've heard about tithing and I've heard it preached in many different ways. But when he was like, when he said it in a way of a challenge, I was like, okay, right. let's go. Let's go. I'm about to do it. Now I already knew, um, I already had enough of a relationship with God at the time to know that this is, this is not a challenge I'm about to win, but I still wanted to do it because, um, that consistency builds up that muscle. Yeah. So right. I would get paid. Now, this is, mind you, I said, God, okay, this is what I'm going to do. 90 days, this is what I'm going to do. I would get paid on a Friday. Say maybe the Friday was like a holiday or whatever reason I had that Friday off. Maybe I had PTO in or whatever, and I had it off. Say I would get paid, and I would be like, oh, I'm about to go to the mall. And I would try to start my car, and it would, it would like stutter start like it wasn't trying to start. <laughs> And I'm like, huh, what's wrong with my battery? So I would try to drive to like, let me just drive down the street. So I'll go to the gas station, 
get some gas, cut the car back on, and it would not start. Or And then I would keep playing with it, and it will finally start. So then I'm like, no, I'm not going to drive it anymore. I'm about to go home. So I would be at home sitting there like, what is wrong with my car? So then my boyfriend at the time would come home, and I'm like, I can't go nowhere because of my car. He would go start my car, and it would start just fine. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and I noticed, like, on a, on every other Friday, it would be something weird with my car. Not that something was wrong with it and I couldn't use it. It was just something like I'm trying to get to work and the, and the, the tire started to get a little low. So now I got to stop and put tire, in, I mean, air in my tire. I'm like, what is going on? So then I, um, I, I started with, I'm going to tithe. And then that went into, you know what? I'm going to tithe before my feet hit the floor Friday morning. So I get paid Friday, I wake up, I tithe, then I start my day. And then ever since then, I, I have not had not a NAN car issue. <laughs> I haven't had one problem. So that's how God had to build that muscle for me. Right, right. And and that is just like how budgeting, you have to create the habit of doing it. And I guess God really was helping you out because he was reminding you to do it by not allowing you to go to the mall first. <laughs> but um, I was I was doing the same thing as soon as I got paid on Thursdays. So I was like checking my pay stub online, right? And writing a check out. This was a while ago <laughs> I write a checkout because you know there was this was before you were able to give online mm-hmm. or it's before I was able to give online so I would just write it out with the intention of you know depositing it or giving it on Sunday but I was already taking it out first because you know mm-hmm. Thursday to Sunday is I, I can't not spend money yeah. from Thursday to, to Sunday so I just yeah I just took it out first and um but even even in the instance of you writing out your expenses and comparing your income to it, if you include um, tithes first, I think God will honor um, your obedience and your sacrifice, and somehow He will make it <laughs> match up with mm-hmm. one another. It just seems I, like I noticed that a lot too. It seems like everything um, that you need to get paid works itself out when you type. Right. Yeah. Because just like you said, it was a challenge and I, I, don't, I didn't get the promise of my money back, but it was kind of like a try God and see um, just because in the scripture it said, you know, try, try them and see. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll give it a try. And uh, it was sort of me challenging God, like, okay, let's see if all this is going to work itself out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm giving my 10% first, and I don't know how I'm going to pay every bill, but, you know. I, and it's so crazy, because when you're younger, you hear older people say those kinds of stories, like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't know how I was going to make it. <laughs> but, you know. And then somebody paid a water bill, or somebody paid right. a light bill. And that's the one yeah. bill that you didn't know how how it was going to get paid. Right. I had a situation Sorry, like that where, but it wasn't with paying bills. It was paying off a debt. And I don't recall even praying about this debt. It was just, I need to pay it off. Say the debt was like 
say it was 1200 yeah let's say 1200 so and i told them i'll pay i'll pay you a hundred dollars each month so 12 times 100 it should take me a year to pay this off well yeah. i started tithing in the midst of paying that debt off so in september okay. i started tithing in august by the end of september they sent a letter saying your debt is paid off and i'm like huh oh, huh <laughs> so i called she was like no in the system and says that you're all paid up i'm like ma'am that that don't yeah. even make sense because <laughs> i should still be paying you like it like i know how to do like uh basic math <laughs> like this ain't trigonometry <laughs> And <laughs> like that don't add up. <laughs> like that you sure? She was like, Yeah. I'm like, um, so this is my request. Can you send me a letter saying that? <laughs> she was like, Yeah, because it's paid off. So <laughs> they sent the letter and yeah, I, I need just, that in writing. <laughs> <laughs> and then it took me a minute to realize, and I was just like, Wow, I really Wow. So in the Bible, it says, um, one, one of the translations says to test God. And I do believe that that's the only place in the Bible where it says to test God. So I really took that as a challenge. Like, I'm going to really test right. God because you right. said I could test you. Right. So I'm excited <laughs> to finally test you. And then that happened. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Wow. I see you. <laughs> I need that kind of, I need that kind of miracle. Let me, um. <laughs> Of my testing guy strategy, hmm. yeah, I need to do something because uh, I mean my my debt is a little higher than twelve hundred, but still, <laughs> you know, God got it right, <laughs> right. I mean, a lot of stuff we pray and we give it to God, and then you do your part, and you know He'll step in and do the rest. I think that's just the start of being uh, having discipline, like you said. Yeah. The first step in discipline is is the discipline that it takes to 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 be a good steward and a good um I don't know, but believer, you're walking in the belief that God will take care of you. So, um I guess after you've listed tithe first, mm-hmm. and you list everything else, right? So you have your tithe, your bills, your fluctuating expenses. And then kind of everything else, um, this, everything else is going to depend on person. So I don't have kids. So you got to add all your child like expenses mm-hmm. in there, groceries, um, you know, gas for your car, hair, nails. Um, it can, it can really be to the full extent of everything you spend money on lunch money, mm-hmm. um, living expenses, which, yeah basic basic necessities which um i think i think when you list out all the expenses you get a big picture and then you get to decide what can what can i put off i don't want to say get rid of because it doesn't have to be a permanent uh subtraction mm. but um if you don't have room in your budget to save money, then maybe 
you shouldn't get your nails done every two weeks. Maybe you should get your nails done every four weeks. And then that that in-between time, that money that you would have set aside for your nails should go into your savings account. So, yeah, go ahead. You have a question. That was my question. Do you put, because in my mind, it's tithe saving. You know, you give, uh, give mm, your ten percent. No, that's a good save, and then I go from there. Yeah, so tithe is really a non-negotiable. So that is ten percent always, never changing. You can't adjust it. I mean, this is again, this is just for believers. So, if you don't want to call it tithes, you can just say donating to a community organization, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's at the top, um, and then. So ideally they ideally they do suggest that you live off of 70% of your income. So tithing is 10%, saving is another 10%. Um saving in a short term, so where you have easy access to it. So that's your rainy day fund. Mm-hmm. So I just have a separate account where I can still get to it in the case of emergency. That's 10%. And then your long-term savings um, is another 10%. So that could be an an investment account. So a money market fund, um, a certificate of deposit, which, you know, you have to leave your money in that account for a certain amount of time or else you're going to uh, experience penalties, which Mm -hmm. you don't want to have to pay to take your money out so that will require discipline and that will require you to really decide what dollar amount you can afford to set aside and not touch Mm -hmm. so I mean you can get a certificate of deposit for a hundred dollars and some bank accounts I know my credit union they have a 10 percent um they have a 10 percent interest rate Mm mm-hmm um, but I have to put in a thousand dollars. So for a twelve month period, my thousand dollars is earning ten percent. So at the end of that twelve months, I get a uh, hundred dollars deposited into my account, and I can just roll roll over the thousand dollars into a new ten percent certificate of deposit. Mm. So um, for being able to save in that kind of way, I would suggest having different accounts. So I don't know if if you have more than one bank account that you use. I know some people who only work and operate out of one account. I have like three, maybe four. So I think that's the best way to discipline yourself is to separate your funds. I have a few. Uh, so my okay. main bank account has three accounts in it, a two checking, nope, nope, one checking, two savings is how I have it set up. Um, I have like okay. a short term savings, like what I'm saving for. And then I have just my savings account. And then I have, um, Let's see if you want to include like PayPal and Cash App, but I use that for business money. Um, yeah. 
And then I have, technically I have a savings account still in Memphis, Tennessee that I do believe I could put money into. It has money yeah. in it, but I could add money to it, but that's um, not something I can touch. You know, I can't quickly get to it. Right. Um, yeah, I would, I would find a way to put money in that account and use it as your savings so that you could you could truly set it set it aside and just watch it grow basically um i I have one more but i feel like i have accounts all over the place (laughs) so sometimes well i have all the apps in one spot so it's not hard to find it oh you know what the only thing about cash app and paypal what was the last one i have the capital app Oh, okay. Capital with a Q. Um, like Capital One? No, it's a um, it's an application. It's Capital, but it starts with a Q, and it um, it's an app you can have to save money, and you can set up the rules of how you want to save your money. But you also can mm. have uh, there's a debit card to it, so you can break that off into a checking account. Or you can just save. So I have a checking account and a savings account with Capital also. Oh, okay. As long as these accounts are earning interest, then, you know, that's all great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for those who only have one account, one of the benefits of having one account is that you basically, a lot of uh, bank accounts are showing you your expenses for you so they they'll tell you what your spending habit looks like each month mm. so they're kind of doing that first step for you um uh and then if you if you have more than one account you get to have the benefit of segregating your funds and each account has its own purpose so i have one account that is for bills mm. and how i manage that is Um, because I created a list of all my bills, I divided the total by two, right? And then Mm -hmm. I have that amount going into, uh, that account every paycheck. So, you know, people, if you're, I guess if you're living check to check, you, you are only operating when you get paid, you pay what you can from that check, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're, e- you're either super rich one check and super broke another. Mm-hmm. If you have bad habits or if you're just not monitoring it properly, then you're only looking at the one check and spending what you can from that one check. Mm-hmm. But by creating the budget, I, I can see in advance what my bills should look like and therefore, I'm setting up my bank account to be able to pay my bills consistently on an automated basis. Mm. Um, so I'm using my one account for bills. And I have my total amount of, of expenses. And half of that amount is being deposited each, every two weeks in that account. So you're automating the process a little bit, mm-hmm. especially for your bills, because that's important. A lot of bills are on auto pay. So 
you know, you're like, oh man, what day is it? Ooh, I don't know if that's gonna if it's gonna make it, if it's gonna hit in time. You know, you want you want kind of want your direct deposit to hit before your auto pay comes out. So in that, in the way that I do it, I don't have to worry about a lot of that. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have the overflow going into another account. So that way, when I look at my Bank of America account, this is my spending account. So whatever's in there is for me to do with what I want, buy what I want. Okay. Yeah. Which is even more important if you have multiple accounts, right? Because if you got too much happening, you could probably forget about some stuff Mm -hmm. and you know, you spend more than you should have. And then all of a sudden an auto pay hits and you're overdrafted. Right. So I think that's where the the planning comes mm-hmm. uh, as the biggest benefit. So. That's really helpful. I was going to say, is this good so far? <laughs> yeah, that is helpful. Now, okay. so my my thing with like the financial picture is that yeah. it normally, when I sit out and I write everything out, it brings stress. Okay. <laughs> this is why I feel like this is called the B word because it brings stress and it also um, always feels like there's not enough money. Yeah. Um, so what, the way I do my bank accounts is, um, I move money, money is moved all over the place. So my main checking account always looks like I don't have enough, but I do have enough, Right. but I just move it because if I know I'm a spender at times, so I know if I see it, then, Oh, this is fair game for me to get on Amazon and make a purchase. But if, if I can't see it, then oh man I'm broke I'm not broke but it just makes you feel like you're broke so I have to play yeah I get what you mean yeah I have to play these games with myself but that's the (laughs) that's my issue with um with the whole financial picture now I have done it before I probably actually now I'm thinking about it I probably need to update it but um so doing that really helped me with knowing what days bills hit because I think that's one issue people have too where I know I have the light bill I know I got rent on the first I know I got this and this and this Mm -hmm. but then those this and this and this bills we don't really know what dates so you can't really plan because you don't know the date either Mm, you know one thing I don't know if everybody knows this but one thing which is why again it's important to start with creating the list is that if you decide that a, you know I you know I really wish that my credit card would come out on the 30th instead of the 15th because I typically have more money at the end of the month or you know whatever the case may be I want mm-hmm. to change the dates you can almost call any lender and company like your DTE, mm-hmm. um, your Capital One, all of those companies allow you to change the day of your payment. So um, if you decide that you don't want it to come out on a 12, then 
you know, you could call them and say, let's change the payment date. Let's change the billing cycle. Mm-hmm. You absolutely have that level of flexibility with um, those companies who you owe money to. Um, except for like your mortgage and rent, like those first of the month things mm. are <laughs> t- typically written in stone. So um, those, I would say you don't have room to do that. Or honestly, I haven't called and asked that in that particular instance, but I don't think that is negotiable. Mm. But everyone else, everyone else you can call and rearrange, which if you start at your budget, you'll have a better picture of what days you want to rearrange. So let's say my, my credit card is $300. Let's go low on the credit card. My credit card is $50 a month. Mm-hmm. And my car note and auto insurance is like $400 a month. Well, I, I don't want rent and my auto insurance coming out the same check so I could honestly call my auto carrier and move it. Let's say my, my rent is on the first, right? So I know that around the first, I'm going to use most of my check on rent. So let's move it to two weeks later on the 16th or something. I want to move my auto insurance and car note to the 16th. So I know my account has time to replenish itself before I pay the car note and auto insurance. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I've done that with it's my really, car note before. Yeah. And you can do it with any bill, your credit card, even your utilities. Like I said, DTE also does that flexibility. Um, and then if you find too that your your expenses are more than your income. DTE has a a payment plan Mm -hmm. where they allow you to not charge by usage, not pay by usage. So they'll charge you a consistent amount each month if you tell them that, um, you know, you want to spread out, spread your payments out evenly throughout the year. They'll give you estimated payment for each month. And when I was in Tennessee, they did the same thing. So I think that's with um, utility companies. You have that option. Yeah. But you got to call. That's yeah. that's the downfall. People don't yes. actually call to see what options you have. And they just think that, oh, I can't afford it. So all oh, my life's going to get cut off. No, right. call them and ask questions. Exactly. They, they have options. Exactly. Exactly. This is why we said in the beginning, the really the first step is changing your mindset taking control over what you're able to do with your money and Mm -hmm. not just believing that oh um i have i have no say you know they just they're just sending me these bills and i have to do it well let's work something out (laughs) even in some instances if if you need to um, hold off a payment for a month if you're in good standing with your credit card lender. Mm-hmm. I've called them before and say, "Hey, I'm, you know, experiencing some um, some hardship, and I'm not going to be able to make a payment this month. Can can I forego it without penalty? And they will actually allow you to not pay the one month, and they won't charge you a penalty. 
My car note has done that multiple times. Um, yeah. If I, like, between jobs, what they do, well, for my car note um, company, they'll just move it to the end of the loan. So it you're still current. Okay. It didn't, like, tear up my yeah. credit score. It just moved it to the end of the loan. They also, one time, they sent me an offer. Like, we have this <laughs> this new offer where we'll cut down your credit card I mean, your um, your auto payment will cut it down for six months. Now, if I took the option, mm-hmm. I couldn't get any assistance. If I like, if there was any hardship, they couldn't help me for another six months. Um, and then also, I do believe. Well, you're not paying off your call, your auto loan as fast, but at the time, I was just starting a new job i was like yeah i'll take it and i'll just figure out this long how i figure it out but um they work with me so so much that i have a few months left on my loan and i'm good and my car is paid off so if you have the conversations with them they'll tell you what they have and then with over the years they've come up with different um options to help their consumers so maybe one year they didn't have this but the next year they did but if you don't get on the phone and ask questions you don't know now the only thing they did tell me though was with the changing of the payment date even though i did it years ago so they might have changed it um now but they did tell me at one point that Mm -hmm. if you change it you can only change it like maybe one more time like it was limited of how many Mm -hmm. times you could change it but yeah Yeah, they work with you they don't want people yeah they don't want people taking advantage of that like yeah Yeah. i'm just gonna extend it (laughs) so yeah i'm sure they have their their rules and restrictions on how many times you can make those changes. But yeah, I mean, a lot of times we, we don't even think to ask, you know, <laughs> you have not cause you have not, right. You know, <laughs> That's but, uh, true. we have flexibility. Um, they, they would rather us pay them than not to pay them. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times that's really why they're flexible to help us out. Um, cause they understand that we're, we're still a consumer and customer and um, they risk losing our business if they if they don't at least try to help us. So, um, so yeah, we're defining our dollars, changing our mindset, taking ownership of the process, and and really when we create our budget, it, it helps us better navigate how we can manage our spending. Um, one of the questions you asked me was. Uh, what what advice would I give to a spender? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was about to ask. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of tough for for me to answer because I am a saver. You know, like they say, there's two kinds of people. There's mm-hmm. saver, those who save, and those who spend. But um, I I think those separate accounts would be really beneficial because kind of how you said you know if I see it I will spend it um and and my response to that is uh, it would it matters where you're looking Mm -hmm. so if you have a a spending account I think that would make you feel better about uh spending and and saving because you know that your spending is 
is allowed because you're spending it from one account. So I, my advice would be to, to separate the funds um, so that your, your bills are in one account um, and have, have all of your auto pays coming out of that account. So you don't even have to think, think about it as much. Cause I think when you think about it more, that's where you get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just like you just automate your finances and then you see you like, like those, uh, promos when it said it and forget it mm -hmm. <laughs> just put it on auto pay and the direct deposit is already set up and so really you don't have to think about paying your bills you can think about spending um you have your savings fund set up where your direct deposit is already moving there automatically as well so you don't have to worry about saving either. You have literally your one account for spending. And when you automate it in advance, when you're looking at this account, I think that might be the best way for spenders to feel good about spending. Do you think a spender should have a spending budget? Now I ask this because I remember like, I've read books and listened to different people like Susie Orman and, and, you know, whoever over time. And you never heard anybody say anything about a spending budget. They just make it seem like you need to tell each dollar where to go, but they never, yeah. they make it seem like we're not human and I don't want to buy things. Um, yeah. But then I read a book. I don't even remember the name. If I find the book, I'll put it in the, um, in the notes, the podcast notes podcast notes but there was a book I read and she was saying no you need a spender a spending budget so yes you need to budget everything else but then if you are a spender you need a spending budget because how do you tell a spender not to spend like that's like just telling the crackhead like you just got to get off drugs tomorrow cold turkey like <laughs> you gotta kind of wean yourself <laughs> off of this so do you think spenders should really have a really bad example. <laughs> it was. But it's, it's all I have. <laughs> I think, I think, um, I think there's levels to it. So spending is obviously a part of the budget because, you know, I, I, spending is an expense to some degree. And I, and maybe it depends on, like, if you're at that level where you're an addict, <laughs> shopaholic, then, yeah, I guess you, you need an even stricter budget. But I think when you prioritize your funds, again, on the front end, it allows you to, to have more freedom um, on the back end. So, like, some people would co consider hair and nails spending. I mean, that's, depending on who you ask, that's not a necessity. But to other people, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. I need to get my hair done. I need to get my nails done. Okay, that's fine. Write it in the budget. And then if you see that um, you have room for it, then that's great. Um, because now, now that, that makes you feel better about when you, when you spend your money because you're like, oh, I mean, I got plenty of room. Um, it's, it's interesting when we, when we don't write it down, we just assume that we don't have enough. Mm -hmm. But I found that when I wrote, wrote down, 
I saw that I had like $300, 300 extra dollars each month. I was like, no way. No, uh, where is it? Where? <laughs> but I think that's because we, we kind of spend without thinking. So mm-hmm. even like, even lunch, lunch, um, sometimes it could be as low as $5 or like if you downtown, it's going to be like 15, 20. So I think when you see your, your money in your budget without those kinds of things, it gives you a better perspective of, of, of where your money is actually going. So, um, I think if you have a, if you have a problem not spending, then you might want to start and put yourself on a a spending budget, say like, okay, each check I won't, I'll buy something nice for myself, but I won't go over a hundred dollars. I think you need to establish discipline uh, based on your needs, I guess. Um, Because um, if your spending is out of hand to the point where you're spending from your the account that you should be paying bills like if you're you're mm. buying a hundred dollars and you should have put a hundred dollars on your credit card then you need your priorities are all jacked up mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'm not saying that you can't spend i think it depends on what level your budget comes out to be so um if you see that when when you subtract your expenses from your income you're in the negative then yeah let's let's not spend for a couple months Mm -hmm. and let's build a fund and your spending budget has now decreased to I can only buy something quarterly Mm. so yes and no to answer your question if your budget has a lot of room then I think you should look for ways to um write write in or write up your savings amount um because if if you like to spend and you you see that your budget has that three hundred dollars you're probably gonna look for a way to spend three hundred dollars so i would say just up your savings a bit so that it doesn't get too ridiculous okay so when it comes to when it comes to that, it sounds like not just myself, but people in general <laughs> should. Um, yeah. This is where the mindset change comes in because. Yeah. So, we're black women. Let's be honest. We getting our hair done. There's no argument Hello. or debate about that. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. But that's where the shift comes in. Of okay, well, maybe I just go once a month, and I'll just right. get. Um, you know, a wash dry and a wrap. And then the, you know, when I got to wash my hair or whatever, well, okay. So at the beginning of the month, I would make one hair appointment, one standing hair appointment. And then for the rest of the month, I'll maintain my hair again until I go back into the shop the next month rather than having multiple appointments. But then it's more so of, okay, instead of going to get a sew-in with a 32 inch with 32 inch bundles because that's, mm, that's yeah that's a <laughs> whole fee right there in itself because there's the hair there's the 
um, service that you have to pay for. Or instead of doing that, let me just go ahead and just go get a wrap and then I'll um, maintain my hair for the rest of the month. That's the same with the nails. We we're always taught to be presentable. So hair and nails are the number one thing that for black women, it's hard to adjust. So maybe you get your nails done. Like you said, maybe uh, once a month or some people are going to struggle with that. So maybe you still go twice a month, but instead of getting, you know, a full set with the rhinestones and the designs and spending all this money, maybe we'll just Mm -hmm. go down to maybe you go every three weeks. Yeah. So every instead of every two weeks, you go every three weeks. So it's not fully once a month, but you know, you know, the depending on the cycle, it'll it'll be in a different month. Mm-hmm. You know, every every three weeks will tend to be in in a different month on more occasions than not. So it it has to be reasonable for for you um, because you know. My method is is probably more strict than your method. So find something that stretches you but doesn't break you, mm. um, bec- because that can be very discouraging when you set a goal that's unrealistic and be- because it's something that I'm comfortable doing, and then you find yourself not sticking to it, and you're like, "Ugh, this is just terrible. I can't do it." forget it, forget it all together. <laughs> um, so you, you do want to set um, goals that are measurable, smart goals, mm-hmm. right? Measurable, reasonable, attainable, and time bound. Realistic, honey, realistic yeah. goals. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I can't, I can't identify what's realistic for you, but mm-hmm. um, just with some of the methods that have worked for me you can find a happy medium like I said um, if you don't want to get your nails on every month you do every three weeks you know it's still that's still reasonable but it's also not stretching your budget Um, what I used to have to do um, this was back in like probably college years what I had to do was put myself on literally put myself on punishment like you are on timeout from going to this store wow you are on punishment from buying this like I literally would tell myself these things and that's what broke me out of just because it's oh it's Saturday we don't got nothing to do hey you want to go to the mall yeah let's go to the mall and then my friends that wanted to go to the mall, they not even buying nothing, but I'm the one swiping my card. <laughs> it's like, oh no, <laughs> this has got to stop. So I don't need to go to the mall. Why am I going to the mall? Um, at one point mm-hmm. I told myself, stop buying clothes. Like I told myself for a whole year, I cannot buy any clothes. Like I can live off the clothes I have. Mm-hmm. I don't need no more clothes. Um, so that telling myself to do that really helped me to stop buying clothes, stop buying nail polish, stop. Like I was just (laughs) shopping, just shopping for no reason. Um, Yeah. I come from a spending family. So once I started (laughs) to pinpoint the habits that I have been taught, um, 
you know, I was taught the habit of going shopping and then sneaking the clothes in the house and putting them in the back, back closet. I I was taught Mm -hmm. these habits. So I know how to finagle and get around spending money. And then once I got older, it was like, yo, I have a whole child. This has got to stop. Um, Right. So I had to like literally be hard on myself and say, okay, no more this, no more that. Now that I'm getting older, I'm starting to notice like it's the food, especially, you know, when we were uh, <laughs> working, you know, in office, it's yes. the lunch breaks. And then I, my job yeah. was right there in Southfield where there's a lot of food. So one day we're here one one day we're here one day we're at this restaurant we got an hour lunch so we got time we can go clock out go down the elevator walk out the door and you get a pick of which restaurant you want to go to um but then when you start i use the mint app for uh my spending the mint app i set like i kind of set a budget depending on what's going on it may or may not be a realistic um I have like a gas budget but I work from home now so that budget doesn't even get touched so I really need to adjust it but um it Mm -hmm. used to go off all the time like Sharina you're over on your restaurant spending you're over on your restaurant spending (laughs) because (laughs) of the lunches you're always going to lunch here and then you got to think like okay I'm going to lunch um and it's just seven dollars so that's what I'm telling myself oh it's just seven dollars but you're not thinking seven dollars every day yeah that adds up (laughs) and then on Friday oh the girls want to meet up at the bar so now you're having seven dollars every day plus after work I'm having drinks and probably eating food like that adds up it does let's let's back up to setting a goal because Right. The goal has to be specific. I forgot earlier what the S was, but now I'm remembering hearing you talk about your story. The goal has to be specific. So we said, oh, I want to get my money right. And what does that mean, though? Um, I think when we set a specific goal, we can say things like, I want to have let's start small because I don't know where everybody's at. I want to have a thousand dollars in my savings account. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the end of the year, right? So you're able to walk yourself backwards to say, okay, well, what does that mean exactly? How do I get there? So in 12 months, I want to have $1,000 in my account. Um, what, what does that mean for how much do I need to contribute to mm-hmm. that account? Each month, each paycheck. And so in that way, I can set up my direct deposit to just automatically deposit, um, well, divide a thousand by the 26 weeks in a year. Um, It'll deposit $38.46 out of each paycheck into um, the savings account that I decide. And I'm not going to touch and that's doable, right? $38. I can do that per paycheck. That's $15 a week. Mm-hmm. So um, so I can do $38.46. That makes me feel better about the goal. Um, like, oh, oh, yeah, I can do that. I can 
set aside $38 and I can leave it there because I want to see it get to $1,000. And not to mention, most savings account has, um, you know, those little dividends. It's, it's pennies, mm. but still, you'll, you'll be earning interest <laughs> as it grows, a penny every, every three months. But it's something. It's better than nothing. Yeah. So um, that, at the end of the year, will hopefully be a motivator to not only to continue to budget, but let's up the ante. How much more can I afford? to set aside because when you realize that you've been living off of your paycheck without that $38 you're like oh that wasn't that bad Mm -hmm. I didn't even miss it (laughs) so that's where the uh, reasonableness comes in you have to decide what's reasonable to your to your paycheck and and your expenses Um, and then hopefully every year you can up the ante, increase it by something. That's good. I talk about the smart goals on another um, episode, but I think, well, no, I agree that you have to definitely break down those goals because when you break them down, a lot of times they're easier to obtain than you think. But then like- right. to be even more specific, so you're going to save that $38 every two weeks. Well, what's one thing you just take out? So I just won't make that Amazon purchase. Oh, no. Life, yeah. Life is still going to go <laughs> on. So I'm just not going to make that Amazon purchase. I'm going to put that $38 here. Um, a lot of times it's with food. Um, at one point yes. when, when it was safe, but, you know, folks are still out here clubbing and hanging out even though it's not safe but that's one part of it too (laughs) hanging out you having drinks you you know that at that right there is very expensive Uh, clubbing is a luxury (laughs) that's that's an expense right there so if you cut out these things that you're doing that you don't um that you don't need to do to live then or you just minimize doing it and you just move that money yeah i just had a thought of um all these uh subscription services like how many times do you sign up for a seven-day trial and then you forget to cancel it so now you're paying each month on something you don't even use like that stuff adds up i'm sure people when they really think about it they can get to 38 dollars real quick not even yes. including like, uh, well, your money out of your check, of course. But when you take that money out, it's just like, oh, wow. First of all, I found out I have more than $38 that I can move. <laughs> like, yes. Come to find out I had $100 and a whole bunch of expenses. <laughs> and I didn't even realize it because you're not using this stuff. You're just paying these businesses to stay open and you know, live their best lives. And you over here broke because you don't pay attention to what's coming out of your check. Right. Yep. Paying attention. And even if you were to hone in a a bit more on your spending, I would, I would challenge, especially if you really want to see a difference in your finances, I would challenge you to 
to maybe not buy lunch for 30 days. Mm-hmm. And let's say during your lunch period, deposit $7 in mm-hmm. your, move it from one account to your savings account and watch how quickly that will grow. Mm-hmm. And you realize like, dang, I was spending that much on lunch. I mean, you like, oh, $7. And then you're like, sure, it adds up. But when you see it, <laughs> you know, it, it changes, it changes the way you want to make, make money moves and, or it just gives you perspective on, you know, I think I might do this every three months is make, make and bring my lunch for 30 days, you know, so every three months for 30 days, I'll bring my lunch. And those are small ways that you can make uh, build up your accounts, especially if you say that you don't have a lot of extra money. These are ways to put it to find it with without having to go get a second job. And yeah. I mean, you could go get a second job, but the, but these are quicker steps that you can do right now with what you work with what you got already yeah you gotta and, check your um, money management skills first yeah before exactly. you put in a second application because you're just gonna do the right. same thing times two because now you now in my in your yes. mind oh i got two checks so i'm really about to blow this one right because, because exactly. i got my standard <laughs> and then i got my extra yeah having more money doesn't make you a better steward of your money it just gives you more money you still have the same mindset that you had mm-hmm. you you, ha- you still have the same habits that you have so we're talking about building good habits and changing your mindset to um be responsible with the way that you're managing your money and even when you go to the grocery store i mean you you'd be surprised uh you know people put down the six dollars and 79 cent chicken for the six dollars and 29 cents like you start to cut corners and i mean Mm -hmm. that stuff adds up plus if you pay attention to the deals and the coupons i think you could really be more intentional about uh spending there too yeah so I personally love Kroger for that reason. Um, yes. With the digital coupons and they already have savings. And I am that person that will put something down because something else was like 20 cents cheaper. Like, nope, yeah, I need that absolutely. 20 cents. Me too. Um, yes. <laughs> but a lady I work with, she was like, well, why don't you like you're you sit down and you're on these apps and you're scrolling all day for no reason why don't you pull up that Kroger app every now and then when you're just sitting there, you're not doing nothing and start clicking on them Mm. coupons. She was like, you're doing the same thing that you're doing on Instagram. You're still scrolling. You just clicking on the coupons. (laughs) So I started um, adding that in too. And then I would get to Kroger and I'm saving more because I had coupons that's on my um, Kroger card that I had forgot about because a lot of times they don't expire you know, like that week, they might, they might not expire for weeks. So by the time I go in there, I've grabbed whatever it is. Now I'm saving even more. Um, I want to, okay, let me pull it up. Back up a bit. Yeah. Because I, I did not know about this. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so Kroger, you on a Kroger app? Yep, Kroger has an app. And it puts it on your card yep. as you click on it. Yep, so they have... Um, pull it back up and you can... Yeah, <laughs> yep, you uh, pull up the app, log in with all your information, and then they have a section for... Uh, what does it say? Okay, so they in the middle it says savings. And then you can pull up the coupons and you can earn, let's see... Right now, you can earn three times fuel points, and, and that expires on Valentine's. So I'm going to go ahead and clip that, and it's going to go to my card so I can always have fuel points. Um, and then a lot of times, I might not even buy some of this stuff, and it doesn't even matter. I just clip it anyway, just in case I pick it up. Um, but I saw on here, I don't know if I still can find it. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Because it was something that popped up the other day saying that I had saved like $750 shopping wow. at Kroger. And I was like, say, what? <laughs> okay. I can't find it now. It it just randomly popped up and I was like, but you know, I shop at Kroger so, so, so much. Like a lot of people go to Walmart and I'm like, why? Nah. They don't, you're not saving with Walmart. Um, however, with Kroger, you can put, so say there's a sale and then there's a digital coupon, you can add that on. If you read the actual uh, tags, the price tags it'll give you a price in yellow if you use your card and then it's another price in blue the price in blue is the um price with the digital coupon mm. and then the more you rack up the more points you rack up you save when you get kroger gas so you can depending on the state it does change in michigan you can get up to a dollar off per gallon um down south that's not necessarily the case i don't remember how much you can get but that that keeps me at kroger all the time because i'm always saving because i i use their app i add the coupons um sometimes i get the gas but the uh the points do expire after so long but um Yes, yeah, sometimes if I need, say I really need some gas and I really don't want to spend that much or when the prices start trickling back up, I'll go right, right over to Kroger and I'll save 50 cents a gallon. I'll save 80 cents, if not a whole dollar. Wow. I, I am downloading the app. <laughs> but while you were talking, I was thinking like, I know there's something else people do and it's, it's Starbucks. So Starbucks, like you might spend like $5 on coffee, but if you get that every day, that's $150 right there in a month of 30 days. So there's ways you can, you can definitely work on your spending. But like you say, you have to look at that financial big picture to know first, like what all your expenses are. And then that's where like the mint app helps because then you're looking at 
your expenses and where your money's supposed to go. And in your mind, it's like, oh, my bills are paid, so I'm good. But then you're not paying attention yeah. to all those extra expenses that are really eating us up. Like they're eating us alive. Right. Um, yes. Because even if you're even if you're in a good place financially, you always want to look for ways to take your finances to the next level. Mm-hmm. So even if for a time period you can say, well, you know what, I'm going to cut back on unnecessary spending because, you know, sometimes when we do get out of, of the struggle zone, we kind of <laughs> remove the whole process. Like, okay, I'm good now. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm set. My bills are taken care of, like you said. So I don't really think about spending as mm-hmm. much. Um, but I mean, that that's, that's unhealthy as well. Just because you have it doesn't mean you should continue to spend blindly. I think that um, for us, especially us younger, the millennial generation, not everybody is taught investing. I wasn't taught investing at all. Like me and my mom are learning investing right now together. Um, mm-hmm. So it's Dave Ramsey always says you got to tell each dollar where to go. Well, if I have extra dollars, a lot of times people say save it because that's easy. Let's be honest. That's easy. I can just put my money in a savings account. That's easy. Um, Yeah. The key is not being able to see it so that you don't spend it. Um, But Mm. we're not really taught like uh, compounding your money. So having one dollar build another dollar, build another dollar, you know, we're not really taught those things. So that type of stuff I learned. Well, now there's, I feel like the conversation has started more over the years, which is Mm -hmm. great. Um, So that we can talk about investing. I learned a lot from a few of the Instagram accounts I follow. Um, Mm -hmm. I learned a lot from books that I read. So it does start with changing your mindset because I had to get to the point where I want to learn how to do this because I want to make more, I want, I want to have more money. One, because I have a whole child and (laughs) I want my child to have um, certain things and I want to be able to teach him as well. But then also I don't, I don't necessarily want to work a job that I don't care to clock in at age 33 I don't want to have to work that job at 70 because I never had my (laughs) money right like my money was never together or be like a Walmart greeter let's be honest a lot of time uh, (laughs) over the years especially with recession like a lot of people they retired then they had to go back to work no I don't want to do something I don't care to necessarily do I want at that age to definitely be well in my business doing what I love to do every day, not what I'm forced to get up <laughs> yeah. and have to do because I didn't position my money correctly. Or I just thought that this one income was what I had to utilize and work and make it work right. for me so that when I'm older, I can live off of it. And a lot of people stick on 401ks, which 401 is great. It's a good start, but then there's, ways that you can work that four-on-one too so that you can build that those are the conversations and the things that we don't necessarily know or a lot of what I'm learning is a lot of people just cut their ears off and they just don't want to learn it 
And it's like, are you crazy? <laughs> my future self will not be mad at my 30-year-old self. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's yeah. how I look at it. <laughs> yeah no 30 years from now you're gonna wish that you had started today yeah. with uh, better financial thinking and uh, there are a lot of resources online um, books and even free webinars um, so you just have to be willing to to go to go get it and then open to hear it I think we have to um, get out of the social media flex like some people might need to like put their punish put that make that as their punishment. I'm no not social gonna social media. media flex. I'm not gonna buy something just so I can post it post it on social media. I'm not gonna do things just to post because social media it is a gift and a curse. So some people <laughs> literally are just doing stuff just so I can I can flex and you can see what I got. But why like? If yeah. not in a few months, if not next year, that purchase was going to be a waste because now you're now trying to make it to the next thing. When really you could have used that money for something else that would have been more beneficial to set you up or set your kids up. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's only a sacrifice um, if if you take it to the extreme. So I was going to say sacrifice now so you can benefit later, but mm. it honestly isn't much of a sacrifice. You're really just shifting a bit. Um because if you're if you're wanting to save your money, then you have to give yourself room to save your money. Like set it aside, yeah. leave it there and watch it grow. And you'll thank yourself later. But if you just say like, oh, I'm just going to get the Starbucks or I'm going to get this lunch. I mean, it's just, it's just this, just this little amount, <laughs> just this little thing. It's just, it's just, right. It's <laughs> just like, will okay. turn into $30 so fast. Right. And yes. you're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it was just <laughs> five. It was just five. Yeah. It was just seven. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. where my money go? our brains will will really trick ourselves into believing that it's just it's only mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think you can make easy, the beginning sister, planning <laughs> my sister likes to say you can make easy pay for easy payments of like she loves saying that <laughs> <laughs> for easy payments we're not budgeted in at all <laughs> that impulse that's what it is impulse buying impulse yeah. shopping that hurts you the most i think for spenders i think that that's what hurts people the most yeah i i need to work on spending more to be honest i could use some new clothes you know i just started budgeting in my nails every two two or three weeks i i can't remember but you know i put in the budget i used to not get my nails done so, you know, I'm growing. Well, don't get too crazy, honey. It's not. It's not. It's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all that uh, cracked up to be at I mean, all. No, it's nice to have my nails done. It looks, I feel pretty. 
Yeah, stuff like that, like getting your hair done, um, maybe waxing, getting your nails done, so pampering things, but I feel like it's just, um, you know, you should do it in moderation for what your budget can fit, you know? Yes. If this uh, hairstylist is more expensive than that one, and they both do great quality work, and you know, they're not damaging your hair, then maybe I should go with the less expensive one to save a little bit. Um, that that is that depends on the person though, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah, because I'm like it's hard to find a good hairstylist. Yeah, it depends on a person. It depends on the style too. <laughs> yeah, true. But but if you're in the struggle zone, I really think you should not be getting your hair done if you can't pay all your bills I'm I just have to say it <laughs> you should consider doing your own hair right they got YouTube videos these days to mm-hmm. teach you how to do anything you want you need to know so your priorities need to be in order in order for you to be able to get your hair and nails done consistently that stress that comes from those um red letter email or uh envelopes those <laughs> past juice stamp envelopes those, wow yeah we need not be there and um, still setting up our hair appointment <laughs> right those um your apartment sending you letters or you know threatening evictions like that stress is not worth it to me i will have these bills paid and this hair just will be done however I can get it done. It'll probably be in a bun because that's about all I'm working with lately. Or it'll just yes. be a little flat iron. But my bill is going to be paid first because that stress is not worth it to me. Yeah. And you I know think- what? These days you can just t- throw your hair in a hair wrap and, you know, that cute fabric will carry you right. <laughs> until your next hair appointment. <laughs> ours ours uh meetings for work the video not on no way so i'm good (laughs) (laughs) looking like whatever i'm looking like (laughs) make it work how i gotta make it work but my bills are gonna be paid first i i remember watching this lady at um we were at burlington coat factory and this lady was having a whole shopping spree i mean full cart she has spent at least had to be like $400. Oh, like, whoo, she got some money. I can't wait to shop like that. <laughs> I bought like one or two things, didn't really spend much money. I don't even know why I was there. I don't remember what I was getting. So we all walked out at the same time. It was only a few cars in the parking lot. She got in her car. And when I say that, I wouldn't have touched that car with a 10-foot pole, let alone cut it on and try to drive it, that car would have scared me. Like, are you going to make it home safely? When it cut on, it cut on, it was very loud. When she drove it, it just sounded like it was just going to clunk out and just stop on her at any given point. But you just spent all this money in a store. So then that taught me First of all, don't ever sit there and be envious of somebody spending some money. But two, my priorities are clearly not set up like other people's. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm going to leave my priorities where they are because 
the stress of not being able to pay your bills is just not worth it to me it's not worth the instagram flex it's not worth uh going on a trip it's just not worth it i'd rather just have the ease and the peace of my bills are paid i'm good no maybe i can't take this trip maybe i can't do x y and z but my bills are paid i'm good I'm not worried about going on a trip and then coming home and then there's an eviction notice on my door. Like, was yeah. that trip worth it? Oh my gosh. But that's uh, how a lot of people live. And I just, I can't, I can't get with it. Imagine. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> that just sounds so bizarre. I, I can't imagine. So what are some... um well, first I should start with, do you read uh, books or listen to certain people that give advice about like budgeting and finance? Yeah, I've been, um, I've been on the free stuff. I'm in the free realm because, you know, a lot of it's just like, oh, I want to see what, what people are saying mm-hmm. and like, oh, okay, yeah, I do. I do that. I do that. So um, I have listened to the budget Nista, her, um, she does a, I think she does it like every three months or so. I feel like I see it on my timeline where she does her um, how to budget your way to savings. And uh, it's a free webinar that she does. And mm-hmm. the reason why I like her is because I've been to others that have a free webinar, but they don't tell you much. Mm-hmm. Um, they just want you to, to buy into their business at the end of it. So um, the budget Nista, she does a really good job of, of, of giving you the beginning steps. Mm-hmm. So um, she has another one of how to upgrade your credit. Um, so that would probably be a good one for the listeners along the lines of getting your money right and getting your credit right. Mm-hmm. So um how to budget your way to savings with the budget nista and then um a website millennialmoney.com they have some really good um blogs and reading material on their website okay i'm gonna write that one down i think i heard money. I might have heard of them. I'm not sure. I've definitely heard of Budgetista. Um, yeah. I follow my Fab Finance. I love her as well. Mm. Okay. Um, I just had somebody else and I just lost them. Oh, my mom told me about actually another podcast. Whoop, whoop. Another podcast called uh, Smart Money Mamas. The Smart Money Mama Show. And um, they just have different conversations about, you know, anything, money, really. But it's a good place to start if you just want. uh, I think a lot of, well, not a lot of people. Some people want to start and change their ways and what they're doing with their money, but they don't have all the information. That's a good place to start to just get your feet wet, Mm -hmm. get that information. Um, the the people you named, um, my bad finance, they're all good people where you can just start. Um, so have you read any books? No, I haven't read any books on 
money, handling money. Well, besides the educational courses that I've taken in oh. school. <laughs> oh, so this <laughs> probably isn't exciting for you to read a book. Yo, I went to school yeah. for this. Uh, <laughs> tapped out. You know, I okay. So I will say that I've also I'll add my uh, my financial advisor has uh, done a couple workshops with me. So I've read her reading material, but they're not necessarily books. So I'm not an independent um, reader on this type of like mm-hmm. I read for what is it, nonfiction? I like stories. So me reading a book on finances, it, yeah, it does not sound appealing. <laughs> I mean, I can understand. Um, I transition from like the enjoyment. My mom tells me all the time, you got to find like things to read just for enjoyment purposes. I stopped doing that years ago. Yeah when I made a decision, like, I really want better for myself. So mm-hmm. I like jumped straight in the self-help um, category. And I don't, I don't think I've ever looked back. So I've read a few books. Um, but before I get to those, I wanted to also bring up the Black Wealth Renaissance on Instagram, but I do believe. Let me see. There's yeah. a few couples on Instagram that um, that I follow. Black married and debt free, but let me cross check that. Yeah, it's uh, black married and debt free. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow them. They. I mean, it's a lot easier to do it with a two-income household, first of all. So, I mean, (laughs) but, you know, there could be some couples listening. So, if you um, want to come up with a team plan, then they are the couple to follow. I'm I'm not there yet, but uh, I just, I wanted to follow them. Like, you know, inspiration. Yeah. I wrote them down. I'm probably going to um follow them when we get off so the books that um i've read over time and i'm sure i just got like the first few that popped in my head i'm sure i have more if i really sit back and think about it but um girl get your money right is by glenda bridgeforth she actually is from michigan somewhere around our area Um, So that's how I learned about her. And that was a good, that book is really good because she taps into the, the, the mindset change, maybe a little bit more than the money, but um, that's a good book to start with. I'm reading right now, Broke Millennials Take on Investing. So it's kind of out of the budgeting conversation, but definitely with uh, finance and investing, I'm reading that. Yeah, that's like intermediate level. So you've you've mastered a budget and now you want to start leveling up by investing. Okay. Actually, there's another book, which I got to go over. So I got this as a gift. And then as I started to read it, I was like, oh, this is actually a sequel. So I have to place an order to go get the other one. 
that let me check real quick because the act the first book so the first book is called broke millennial stop scraping by and get your financial life together so that's the book you read first and then you get you go into this one um and then of course the infamous dave ramsey money makeover that's i feel like these are all good books to start with to start um reading i think it's good to hear from different people and get different angles um and then figure out what works for you and do what's what what works for you what's best for you and take those steps and eventually you'll start to see the change make a commitment to start small stay with it yeah so that's all the questions I had for you, Ms. Danae. Did you have any other um, tips or anything you wanted to add that maybe we didn't touch on? Um, that we didn't touch on? No. Doing overall summary, automate, automate. Mm. Um, really zone into your discipline. Uh, automate your deposits, automate your bills, your savings, and your investment in retirement. And you um, save with some companies when you do an auto payment. Some of them give you a discount. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That's a good way to save also. Well, that wraps up this show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Ms. Denae, so much for your time. And Thanks, Ms. How good was that episode? Did Danae help you get your life together as much as she helped me? I mean, it is called budgeting. I really feel like it's the B word, but the way she broke it down made it so much easier. Let me know how you feel about this episode. Head over to xoxosharina.com slash blog slash the B word and let me know how did you feel? Did she help you out or add something to the conversation? Let's keep this combo going. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next week, bye.